Welcome to A Word Fitly Spoken, a podcast about Jesus, His Word, and our joy in following Him. I'm Michelle Leslie. And I'm Amy Spreeman. Happy New Year, Michelle. Happy New Year, Amy, and Happy New Year to all of our listeners. We hope you had a very Merry Christmas, and it's our desire that you will have a prosperous New Year, too, Uh, spiritually prosperous, that is. We want you to grow and mature in your relationship with Christ this year. That's right, and we'd like to help you get that ball rolling with a three-episode series we're calling Holy Habits for the New Year. Now, Michelle, when you hear the phrase holy habits, what comes to your mind? Well, what I immediately think of is the the big three, daily personal Bible study, prayer, and being a faithful church member. But, you know, holiness covers a lot more than just those three overt forms of worship. As Christians, holiness is to be our primary character trait. It, it's yeah. the air we breathe. It's, it's every word we say, every thought we think, every attitude of our heart, every action we take. Holy is just who we are. Exactly. And there are many aspects of our walk with the Lord in which we need to grow in holiness. And in this series, we're going to welcome three special guests who are going to help us learn about growing in holiness in uh, each of those three areas. Our first guest is no stranger to most of you. Today, we welcome Susan Heck to help us learn about the holy habit of scripture memory. Welcome, Susan. For our listeners who may not be familiar with you, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry? Sure, I'd be happy to. Thanks for having me, girls. And uh, guys thanks are, for coming. And <clears throat> have always been a blessing to me in the time I've known mm-hmm. both of you. Um Yes, I'm a sinner saved by grace, and um, mm-hmm. and I'm thankful for the Lord's kindness in my life. And uh, most people know, as uh, widowed a year ago, and uh, yeah. up until that time, was married to a very godly man, a pastor, and and uh, so I'm very thankful for that. And uh, he's the one actually that encouraged me to um, study the Bible, learn church history, take a little Greek. He saw that I had uh, gifts of teaching and exhortation, and he wanted me to use those for the kingdom. So it's really because of him that, um, and because of the Lord ultimately, but he really pushed me to do that because really by nature, I'm very introvert and would have been happy to just um, be home, which I was when my kids were here. But anyway, so that's really um, how all this birth, I just was teaching the ladies in my church, uh, the Bible and, uh, was writing Bible studies for them. And then, uh, he and Martha peace and another lady encouraged me to look at publishing and which I didn't really ever consider nor necessarily wanted to, but, um, I just went down that road and the Lord opened the doors for that. And, and I remember the first time someone called me to ask me to speak. And I said, what do you want speak? Where, what are you talking about? (laughs) I didn't know what they were talking about. So that was my first introduction to public speaking outside of my church. And so, um, yeah, the Lord has done everything. I, I've really not sought anything. Um, I've just told him I, I'll do whatever he wants me to do, go wherever he wants me to go, be what he wants me to be. And so that's kind of the journey I'm going on right now. And, and, uh, it's yeah. been great. He's been very kind to me and opened many doors to minister to women. And I am so thankful. So. Well, 
we are so thankful for you, Susan, and, and we've been praying for you. This has been, uh, such a different and, um, uh, sad year. And, and we're so thankful that, uh, your husband is with the Lord and, uh, uh, that, that's, uh, truly takes the sting out, doesn't it? It sure does. It yeah. sure does. And I look forward to that day when I see him again and see the Lord face to face. It'll be good, glorious. Yeah. Amen. And, and Michelle and I have followed you for years and, and, uh, I've interviewed you quite a few times in the past. And, and, and one of my favorite things to uh, ask you about is memorizing scripture. And can you tell us a little bit about how you came to realize that scripture memory was important for you personally and how God has grown you through memorizing scripture? Yes. Um, you know, when I met my husband at Moody Bible Institute, he had most of the New Testament memorized. Wow. And I remember just being enamored with how he could go almost anywhere in scripture, even though he didn't have the Old Testament memorized, he still could go almost anywhere. And I didn't know he had a habit of reading uh, the Bible through two or three times a month at that time. And and then I met his mentor later on uh, who traveled for Moody, who had the whole Bible memorized. And so um, after we became uh, married, uh, he encouraged me uh, even before marriage to memorize. And I really didn't start that habit till I was around 30. And I think it was because after the Lord saved me at the age of 30, I was just so hungry and I wanted to know the Bible. And so the best way I knew to know the Bible was to memorize it. And so I just began a journey. I started, I think, with James and then First John, and I don't know where I went from there. But every time I would finish uh, a book, I'd go, well, why not start another one, you know? And <laughs> so uh, really, it was my husband's influence and just where I, could, I saw that his life was not only lived out by scripture, but in pastoring and counseling and shepherding people, he just was able to give a word at any time. Mm-hmm. And I just really wanted to be that person. I wanted to be that person that could give help and hope to people through scripture. And so, and now I'm kind of insane about it. I think I'm addicted or something. I don't know, but I I do like it. I love it a lot. And and one of the things about traveling so much, you know, it's, it's uh, hard to keep it all together, but I'm still pressing on with it. And I, I really do love it. It's probably my favorite spiritual discipline really is memorizing scripture. So. Yeah, I enjoy it too. It, it is kind of addicting. I think it's fun. You know, once you once you get started and you find a way that works for you, it really it is kind of fun. Um, so let's do some talking about scripture memory. Let's do some fast facts here. How much of the Bible have you memorized? I finished the New Testament a few years ago, and then I memorized Ecclesiastes after that. And I'm in Genesis now, in chapter seventeen, about verse uh, six or seven. And then I memorized Jonah a long time ago before my uh, daughter went off to college. I did that with her. And then I probably have like maybe six, seven Psalms memorized. Psalm 46, Psalm 63, Psalm 84, Psalm 145, uh, Psalm 101, 46. uh, I think that's it. 51, Psalm 51. That's it, she says. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I remember memorizing Psalm 51 when I was really mourning over some past sin before Christ. And and I just wanted to memorize. I thought that Psalm Mm. was so beautiful of David. So um, that's where I'm at right now. I'm going to, I might take a break now and then from Genesis and uh, maybe, you know, go to a Psalm and then come back to it. So I took a little break over Easter this year to memorize uh, Psalm uh, Isaiah 53. 
okay. with some ladies wild. in the church for uh, preparation for Easter Passover. So um, anyway, and then I came back to Genesis. So I might I might do something like that from time to time since it's 50 chapters. So That's great. So the whole New Testament and a, you know, not insignificant portion of the Old Testament. That's really good. Um, what's the longest book of the Bible you've memorized? Uh, that would be Matthew is 28 chapters. So it'd be Matthew. And then um, uh, then now Genesis would be 50 if I ever get it done. If I don't right. die before. Then. <laughs> so. Just keep plugging away. Just yeah. keep plugging away. So. Yes, yes. Some of those, some of the ones, uh, some of those verses in the epistles are pretty long too. Paul tended to have those run-on sentences a lot of times. So, well, out of all the uh, out of all the books and passages that you've memorized, which one do you think has had the greatest impact on your walk with the Lord? Oh boy, that's really hard. Um, probably the one I'm working. I mean, whatever I'm working on, but I I don't know that that's right. true. I would say. I would think the the portion of scripture that has had the biggest impact on my life is the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew mm-hmm. five to seven. That yeah. really impacted me uh, big time. And uh, just looking at my own heart, and you know, it's not my outward uh, sin; it's my inward motivation and my inward judging and hating people, mm-hmm. or you know, just lusting. As you know, I mean, not that I, you know, what I'm saying this is. If yeah. You, right. Right. If you lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery. So, um, you know, just those inward attitudes of the heart that God hates. So, I don't know. It's, it's Sermon on the Mount is very pointed, and so I think that probably impacted me more than anything. Oh, I can imagine. You know, I, I'm talking about just this this discipline of doing it. And, and I just love to know how you do it, because as far as, you know, scripture memory and, and um, personal Bible study go, what does a typical day look like for you? I mean, how much time of your day do you spend on memorizing scripture? Uh, when do you like to do them and so forth? Uh, my day usually starts somewhere between three and five in the morning, depending on you know, when I get up. Sometimes I have early morning discipleship, so I'll get up early. So I can yeah. I have one gal I disciple at 530 in the morning, another one at six. So um, I, I get up usually between three and five and I usually spend a couple hours in the word and prayer. And during that, that couple hours, I'll probably, I will review Ecclesiastes and then Genesis where I'm at Genesis one to 17 now. And then I'll do my reading, reading through the scriptures and reading other portions. And then I always say another chapter, uh, I review one, at least one chapter out of the new Testament every try to every day. And then after I, um, get ready. If I've had a discipling or if I don't, I'll take a walk. Uh, most mornings, some mornings I can't, but I'll try to walk. And when I walk, that's when I either review again, or I will memorize a verse on my daily walk. So I'll get a one verse in today. I memorized a verse while I was out on my walk. And then, um, just throughout the day, most of my days are filled. I probably have five to eight appointments a day of discipleship, counseling, stuff like that if I'm not traveling. And so I keep my verses. I have one right now in my bathroom. I think I have one in the kitchen. So I kind of keep them around so that if mentally I'm not exhausted, I'll pick it up and (laughs) look at it, work on it. But um, if I'm not too tired mentally, so um, yeah, listen to scripture and, you know, things like that and always reading books for discipleship. Um, got the art of divine contentment right now in the kitchen and the incomparable Christ that I went through at lunch with a couple gals in my church I'm discipling. So 
I'm just, I'm always reading other books too, outside of the Bible, just in preparation for discipleship. So. Yes. And thank you um, for being a good example. We were just talking to someone else about, um, you know, as we get older, not, not just sitting and wasting your time and, you know, like John Piper says, collecting shells on the beach or whatever, but, but using our older years to just leave it out all out on the field before we go, you know, and to, uh, to minister to others and to fulfill the ministry that God has for us to do the good, good works that God has ordained for us uh, and use our time for that. So thank you for being a good example for that. Um, let's say you're trying to convince a Christian woman that she should practice the holy habit of memorizing scripture. And of course, that's what we're trying to do with this podcast today. We want to persuade our listeners that they should make scripture memory a habit. What are the strongest biblical arguments that you have in favor of scripture memory and how does it benefit us? I think the strongest arguments, well, there's several, but one would be Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Uh, The word means to let it inhabit you. Uh, and the church at Colossae didn't have a copy of scriptures. They were dependent on it being read uh, in the synagogue, and they had to do the work of memorization. They didn't have copy of scriptures, most of them. So they had a challenge to memorize God's word. So I would say that would be one. And then Psalm 1, the godly man meditates. The Greek, the Hebrew word is to murmur in a low tone of voice. So the godly man meditates day and night. And so the, the habit of the Jew was to do that. And they had most of them memorize the first five books of Moses. And so, um, and then I think of Deuteronomy 6, 6, when it talks to the parents about talking to your children, when you sit, when you lie, when you walk by the way, you talk to them of scripture. But again, most didn't have a copy of scripture. So the parents had to know the word so they could pass it on. So I would think those are the three greatest proof texts of why, of course, you have Stephen's sermon in Acts chapter seven, where he Uh, gives a thousand years of Israel's history, and he does it from memory, quotes from a lot of the Old Testament books. And, and the, you know, the, the, they just knew it. Uh, Stephen just knew the scriptures and Paul knew the scriptures. They knew the scriptures. So uh, I don't, I don't think we have any excuse not to. Now, do they, does every woman need to memorize, you know, the Bible? No, but I think all of us should be endeavoring to hide God's word in our hearts so we don't sin against him. That's another good proof text. I, you know, thy word have I hidden in my heart. Why? Right. So I won't sin against you. And so to be able to recall that when you're struggling with some life dominating sin and, you know, you have something to uh, combat that with Jesus did when he was tempted by Satan. He said, it's written, yes. <laughs> you know, it's written. You shall not tempt the Lord, your God. And uh, so I think it's, it's imperative. I don't know how we wrestle against the evil one without it. Because um, he's always lurking to take us down. <laughs> always. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed, he is. That's why it's so important uh, to hide God's word in your heart, like you said, Susan. What advice would you have for someone who's never memorized scripture before? Maybe a woman is saying to you, Susan, I, I just, I'm not that person. I don't have that gift. Um, I, you know, you probably are thinking, well, you probably do. How, how should she get started? Um, and maybe we should ask you to start with, you know, which translation of the Bible she might want to use. And then any additional advice about how to start that process? Well, I would say if she's never memorized any scripture, I would start with something very small, 
Psalm 1, which is six verses, Psalm 23, Psalm 101. Those are short Psalms. That's would not be overwhelming to her, like memorizing Matthew or Acts or Hebrews, which are a revelation. So I would tell her to start with something small and I would share with her how to do it. And then, you know, uh, just encourage her to do what she can do and try to uh, get it done and then review it properly so that she has it. I do have people that tell me they can't. And so what I've told them to do is write the verse on a piece of paper and and put it where you see it every day and at least pick it up and read it and say it every day out loud. And I said, I bet by the end of the week, you'll have it memorized. But um, so I've heard that excuse, too. But um, I I think I'm not saying that it's that women can't memorize. I'm sure there are some that truly have problems with it. But I think we just aren't disciplined enough to do that. So I've encouraged you just read it every day out loud and see if you, by the end of the week, if you don't know it, I bet you do. So that's great. That's a great way to get started, just to not bite off more than you can yeah. chew. Because a lot of times when we, we try to do something new, we just go whole hog into it right. and it can be overwhelming. And so taking those baby steps to really get into it and to get a foothold on that habit right. can really be helpful. Thank and the you. translation, I'm sorry, I didn't answer your question on that. I I memorize out of King James, but it's only because I, that's what I grew up with. I'm not a King James yeah. only person. I just, I'm more familiar with it. If I was starting out today, and also King James is, was written in an air when people memorize, so it has it does have a bounce to it that some of the un, the other translations don't have. Yeah. Um, I would probably, <laughs> if I was starting out today, I would look into some of the other translations, uh, New King James, the Legacy Bible, the ESV. Um, I would not memorize out of a paraphrase. Uh, yeah. I think it should be a translation. Yeah. And uh, I would encourage the women to memorize from the Bible they read out of, because I wouldn't memorize out of one translation and have my daily reading out of another. Mm-hmm. So I, it's confusing. Um, yeah. Right. So I, that's another reason I've just stuck with King James, just because I, that's what I had used most of my life. And so I wasn't going to change uh, later at this age. <laughs> I'm not changing <laughs> translations. My books are blame you. So yeah, Um, it's so funny that you should mention that. I, I, you know, I grew up on King James too until I was about probably ten or twelve. You know, the NIV came out or something like that, and so. I still have a lot of those verses, the King James wording in my head. So when I'm memorizing a passage out of ESV and the King James wording sneaks in, I just let myself say the King James wording in the middle of ESV. So it sounds weird sometimes, but I just, I'm like, I'm an old dog. You can't teach me new tricks. So <laughs> that verse, that verse stays in King James and the rest of the chapter is in ESV or whatever. <laughs> Uh, so those are some good, really good steps to get started. And another good step would be to get your book, A Call to Scripture Memory. I found, I just recently read that and I found it to be so helpful and so informative. And I just really recommend it to our listeners, especially the ones who are beginners in memorizing scripture. And 
One of the things that you caution against in a, a call to scripture memory is memorizing single verses because you say we can take those verses out of context, which is so true. And I, I wish I had had your book back when I started memorizing scripture several years ago, because that's exactly what I did. But I think I did it in a way that prevented me from taking the verses out of context, maybe. Um, what I did when, when I started you know, thinking I need to get back into memorizing scripture. My pastor at the time was preaching through Romans, and he was covering about a chapter a week. And so I decided that in addition to studying the chapter he was going to be preaching from that week, I would also choose a verse from that chapter to work on memorizing all week as well. So I was I was not only studying the chapter, I was memorizing, you know, that I was memorizing the verse out of, I was also hearing the sermon on it on Sunday. So would something like that be wrong for someone who's just starting out and needs a simple way to get her feet wet? And maybe she could go back and memorize the whole chapter or book later? Sure. I would see nothing wrong with that as long as she um, makes sure that she knows the context of the verse, that she's memorizing what is before and what is after so that she doesn't misuse it. But that I think that would be nothing wrong with that. Um, it's not my favorite method, the verse, you know, random verse method, but you know, I think for some people it does work as long as they know the context of it. So I did listen also to some sermons while I was memorizing Ecclesiastes of a preacher that somebody recommended that had taught through. And it was it was very helpful. So I'd memorize a section of Ecclesiastes and then I'd listen to his sermon while I was getting dressed or something. And that was very helpful just to get a deeper understanding of that book. So that's a good idea. Yeah. I want to ask you about um, some of the the tools that are out there that help people memorize and make it easier. Uh, you know, when people say, "How do I memorize scripture?" I need someone to give me tips and tricks and helpful hints. Um, I found that there are apps that you can download on your phone. Um, some see people swear by putting the uh, verses that they're trying to memorize to uh, familiar music, little tunes that they know. All sorts of tactics. Um, I personally like to uh, listen over and over. Over again to audio Bibles, um, but I know that you've mentioned uh, you've memorized a lot of scripture and that uh, you've been doing this for a while. Do you ever get to the point where it becomes so? I mean, I know it has for you, but for everybody else, when does it get really easy and no longer uh, you know this this uh, work that we have to do? And can you offer our listeners any other practical advice or methods uh, that make this easier? You know, I don't think it gets any easier, but it is enjoyable and it's profitable. And it's, yeah. I learned the Bible, you know, even though I've read Genesis, I don't know how many times through I, when you memorize it, you have to go over every word and it's, yes. it's like, I see things I never saw before. So for me, it's like having a personal Bible study, you know, all to myself when I'm memorizing scripture. So I love that part of it. But, um, the tips for me, and I know people put it to music. I've, I've done that before. I put verses to music that were difficult. I know some people like to write them down. Uh, there are a lot of Bible memorization apps that I have heard about that are very, very helpful for a lot of women. They use those. Um, the, the method that I use that's helpful, and it has helped many women who are not able to memorize scripture and haven't been able to, is um, they is what the one my husband shared with me. And that was uh, putting with my own voice on some type of a recording device, whatever I was memorizing and uh, use my voice and, and speak as fast as I can. And then uh, once I have it on a recording device, I put it on my phone. 
uh, listen to it and um, listen to it at a fast speed. And the yes. reason because our brain picks it up quicker by doing that, they prove that statistically. So, um, and that's not how you memorize, you don't get it by osmosis, but you're kind of learning it. And, um, and I also, I, I have a copy out of the Bible um, of my, that page I'm working on right now in Genesis chapter 17. So I carry that with me wherever I go, but I've already kind of got the idea of what's going on in Genesis chapter 17 and how it's going, you know, what's happening and everything. And so that's very helpful as I start uh, the hard work of verse by verse, phrase by phrase, word by word. And, um, and the review, the review is very important. You know, once you get something memorized to make sure that uh, you review it. My husband used to say, you know, once you get a book done, review it every day for 30 days out loud. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I've tried to make that a habit on the smaller books. The bigger books, what I do is memorize uh, that particular chapter for 30 days while I'm adding on to others. So for example, I'm in chapter okay. 17 of Genesis, but I'm also reviewing, especially 14, 15, and 16, making sure I review those well, uh, because the others are, you know, I've had them down for a while. I can imagine you would need that. And after, you know, maybe maybe it's been a couple of years since you've been in a book. Do you go back then and uh, review, refresh those as well? How, do, how long do they stay in there? <laughs> yeah, I try to review everything within a week or so. Okay. And the way I review is, you know, it's, it's pretty surprising how fast you can review the New Testament. Um, yeah because I, I have it on my phone with my own voice. And so I can put whatever speed I want, but um, I will listen to sometimes three or four books a day while I'm making my coffee, while I'm, uh, you know, doing stuff around the house I need to do. I'll listen and kind of go along with it in my, in my brain, but I still am trying to, so I, I try to review that way uh, at least within a week or two weeks, review the whole new Testament and everything else. And then but at the same time, I'm also re trying to review everything I have out loud at some point also. So it's just a discipline. It's kind of become, you know, it sounds overwhelming probably to these women, but I've been doing this for 36 years now and it's really become just a habit. So for me, it's like brushing my teeth or, you know, putting my pajamas on to go to bed. It's not, it's not something I have to think about. It's just something that's become part of my daily routine now. So I don't know. I guess I'm kind of weird like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good kind of weird, I think. <laughs> well, um, let's let's continue talking about long-term retention there because that's that's my biggest issue with scripture memory. The memorizing part isn't hard. It's retaining it over months and years. Like I've memorized the book of Jude and Matthew chapter 7 twice and I couldn't say them to you today. I mean, I've I've memorized Second uh, Timothy, I've memorized Psalm 37. I don't have them anymore. So, um, so you were talking about listening as a way of of reviewing, um, and then you've you've also talked a little bit about reciting, um, and and uh, and using that as a method for retention. Um, but is you know is there is that what you just have to do to keep it in your brain forever? You you just have to for the rest of your life keep reviewing it and keep reciting it, or um, well, if you review it, if you review it every day out loud for 30 days, let's say, let's say you've finished Matthew chapter seven and you review it every day out loud for 30 days, you pretty much have it. Um, and it just rolls off your tongue. The books that I've reviewed properly, they're more implanted in my mind than the ones I didn't review properly. 
So Mm -hmm. like Ephesians is one that I memorized when my husband and I were going through a very challenging time, one of our former churches, though it was very challenging for me to even try to think, much less memorize, but I, I did, but it's probably one of my more choppier books, even though I'm, you know, I still review it and I'm teaching it this year to my ladies. So, um, but if you review properly, you pretty much have it um, for most people, I would say. And then, you know, then the continued review of it. So, uh, but you don't have to review it every day. Once you get it down, um, I, I found that once I reviewed a book for 30 days, I could, you know, maybe say it two or three weeks later and still have it. Okay. So I don't know. That's, I don't know. I mean, that's kind that's of incredible. I but, and, <laughs> and I do not a, have a photographic memory and I, have, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not, you know, I don't memorize well. I don't, I just, you know, I don't know. Well, that right there is very encouraging because I I can imagine women listening to this podcast who haven't memorized things before thinking, well, Susan must have that special uh, photographic memory, that gift. But it sounds like anybody can do this. Yes, they can. And, you know, I have so many encouraging emails from ladies that have shared with me through the years that they I've memorized two or three books of the Bible and how it's changed their life. And so I know that women are doing it. And, you know, when I first started traveling, that people thought it was strange to memorize books of the Bible. And now I'm finding when I go places, women have been doing it and they're loving it and they're learning and growing. So I do see a increase of excitement and and people doing scripture memory. You know, that was the way most of our the saints before us learned the Bible was yes, through memorization yes. and even in discipleship in the biblical world. Uh, when rabbis taught their students, it was mainly through memorization. They had to memorize. So um, I'm seeing an excitement now that I hadn't seen decades ago, which I'm thrilled about. So if I leave this life and I leave nothing but a legacy to burn a passion in women to hide God's word in their heart, I'll be I'll be thrilled. So, so Susan, I when I um, when I memorize, I try to memorize the verse number that goes with each verse. Do you do that? I just try to do that as a way to that I can go back later and go, okay, what's first John five, three, and then I'll be able to say that particular verse. Do you do that? No, but if you, I could start whosoever believes that Jesus is Christ, son of God is born of God. Whosoever, yeah, I could, I could get down. You can get to it. (laughs) I would have to start it. So if someone says, Hey, what does first John five, three say? I have to start it at chapter five, verse one. And I can say, well, this is probably verse three right here. And there, I still have to do that sometimes. Too. Overcomes the world. And this is victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world? He that believes. On, yeah. So it's somewhere around there. But I don't. It, you know, the chapters and verses were added later, and so to me, it would be. I know people that do that. First John one 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 two one three one. I'm like, oh my goodness, that sounds. That would be discouraging to me. So I just memorize the chapter, and then if someone says, "Hey, do you know where this verse is?" I can usually say, oh, well, it's Second uh, Corinthians 7, somewhere in there, maybe middle, you know, chapter, maybe thir- verse 13. I don't know. So some I do know because I've, I've read my Bible enough or memorized that enough that I can kind of tell them a lot of times I can tell them the exact verse, but I don't do that. But if people want to do that, I certainly don't want to discourage them. Yeah, I've 
I've found that it helps me not to skip any verses because I attach the, in my mind, I attach the number to the verse. And sometimes, you know, I can, because I do a lot of visualization, sometimes I can like take the number three, whatever the verse is, and and attach that to the first word of the verse or something like that. So it helps me to remember what the verse is. I'm weird too. (laughs) Just weird in a different way. But uh, that's very interesting. Thanks. And we know that the Holy Spirit works through scripture, that he opens our eyes. And so why wouldn't we want to memorize scripture so that uh, we have it planted in us? And uh, and the Holy Spirit, I mean, this isn't just rote recitation. This is actually, I, we, we are drawing near to the Lord through being in his word and, and really understanding it and loving it. I would wholeheartedly agree. It's all, it's not about memorization. It's about applying it and knowing God through it. And that has been the greatest joy for me is learning to know God better through his word and, and being able then to help others and help myself through, through the scripture. So there's no merit in scripture memorization. People that memorize scripture are not more spiritual than those that do not. But it's the application of it and the joy of getting to know God in a way that you don't get to know him otherwise. Yeah. Amen. You know, um, we're so glad that you could spend this time with us, Susan. Is there anything else that perhaps we haven't asked you about that you would like to share with our listeners about scripture memory or anything else that you'd like to share? Well, the only thing I would say is start. Um, If I had Anything that I would like to do over regarding scripture memorization is that I would have liked to have started before the age of 30. I memorized one book when I was 18, but then I didn't memorize anything between 18 and 30. So I would encourage the women to start young and don't be intimidated by it and to memorize as much of God's word as they possibly can and make it a daily habit um, Mm -hmm. to memorize scripture. and. so that's my that's my challenge. My only regret was that I didn't do more, but I'm going to keep plugging away. But that doesn't let us older ladies off the hook. So listeners, if you're above a certain age, like uh, or if you're seasoned like we are, um, start. <laughs> yes, I would agree with that. I mean, I I think most godly older women would say that, you know, about every aspect of their walk with the Lord. I wish I had started when I was younger. I wish I had known this when I was younger. I wish I had done that when I was younger. So younger ladies, you've got that opportunity now, you know, start being a godly older woman now. That's that's how you grow into a godly older woman. Get those holy habits started right now. It, you know, do what you can do. I know you've got four kids under the age of five at home. I know you're getting four hours of sleep a night or whatever, you know, um, but do what you can do to to uh, increase your walk with the Lord, to get a, a closer walk with the Lord and to grow in him. So um, Susan, it has been so great to have you on the show. And I'm sure if there are are any of our listeners who aren't already following you that they will want to know where they can find you on the web. And we will put your links in the show notes, but where can they find your website, your social media, and your books? Okay. Uh, if they just go to withthemaster.org, they have everything right there, my Instagram page, Facebook, and um, you know where they can order books and things like that. So everything is right there, front page. Wow. 
All right. Well, we'll have those links, of course, in our show notes. Susan, thank you so much for being our very first guest on our Holy Habits for the New Year series that we're doing, and uh, just for helping us learn so much about scripture memory. Yes, thank you so much. Well, thank Thank you for having me, girls. Wasn't that great? Susan has so much wisdom to share about scripture memory. What did you learn from Susan today, listeners? What's one thing you can take from today's podcast and start putting into practice tomorrow? Head on over to our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page and let us know. Leave us a comment on the post for this episode telling us your takeaway from today's show. You can find the direct links for our social media pages along with lots of other great resources at our website, awardfitlyspoken.live. Yes, and one of those resources is our support tab where you can find out how to support us financially. Hannah found it and she decided to support us monthly on Patreon. Thanks so much, Hannah. Yes, thank you, Hannah, and all our other kind and generous supporters. You make A Word Fitly Spoken possible. Yes, and until next time, hide God's word in your heart and walk worthy. (laughs) 